You're in tune to Enlightenment Radio. We're attempting to go live. Somebody's sabotaging our equipment somewhere. Yeah, it says now we are live. It's good to know the doctor came in, revived me, and I'm alive. (laughs) What would be Enlightenment Radio without a glitch or two? We love glitches. We thrive on them. It's the root of our flaws. Well, back to my original thought. We want to inform you and educate you about the news, entertainment, conversations, hopefully phone system soon, and pretty soon, a website dedicated to, I'm going to name it, Ukraine, the Heart of Hope, and Hopefully that'll be up tomorrow with your emblem and links to the Spotify where you can hear these broadcasts in Ukraine. And you can get our app on Apple and Android. Get our app, Enlightenment Radio. You can also go to Spotify right now, I think, Less episode 33 should be up today, if not to by tomorrow. 32, there's several other episodes in Ukrainian language. And that is a plus. We want to be the forerunners of the news and what's really going on in your area. Keep you updated. I hope we didn't lose... Too many listeners. No, I see we have an audience out there. Good. Stay with us. I'll make it up to you. I'll sing the national anthem in English. Anyway, what I have to offer today is hope. I think this summit, there's a summit going on, and that's why I'm going to cover these first 15, 20 minutes because I have to read it rather than play the audio recordings, which are in English anyway. So if I speak in English, then when we post it on Spotify, it'll be a video. And the video will have the language in Ukraine in captions. That's the only way to do it now. They haven't caught up with technology. Anyway, so the biggest uh, news right now, of course, I'm referring to the BBC, which is having their own scandal. Oh, boy, are they having a scandal at the BBC. Some of their disc jockeys, what do they they call them, something else. One of them has been paying an underage child for... uh, provocative pictures for several months now, and the BBC didn't didn't yank him off the air 
until the public found out, and now they're in big trouble. It's the biggest news over there in London. But they do cover this summit. And it opens with, Zelensky says, no NATO absurd for Ukraine membership delay. Let's summarize it. President Zelensky has arrived in Vilnius after hitting out at NATO for what he sees as delays to making Ukraine a member. He says it's unprecedented and absurd not to have a timeline for Ukraine's membership. Uncertainty is weakness, he has, and I will openly discuss this at the summit. Earlier, NATO boss Hans Jens Stoltenberg insisted Ukraine would get a clear message, a positive message on membership. Membership can take decades to achieve, but Ukraine wants a much quicker timeline. NATO offers collective security, and as countries are obliged to defend fellow members, that comes along. Okay, let's go one article at a time. Allies have agreed a strong, united, and positive message for Ukraine. We're moving to a question and answer session now. The Washington Post is up first. What are Stoltenberg's thoughts on President Zelensky's tweet in which he called the lack of timeline for Ukraine's NATO bid absurd, their reporter asked. Stoltenberg says allies have agreed a strong, united, and positive message for Ukraine as well as a positive path for membership. An invitation will be issued when conditions are met, he reiterates. Well, what does that mean? You're in the middle of a war. What more conditions do you want? (laughs) Under attack from the evil empire. The most urgent task now is to ensure that Ukraine prevails. Okay, so you get a big picture of a theater here. Audience doesn't look overly crowded. We need to invest more defense, Stolberg. So it sounds like this guy is ready to move forward with allowing Ukraine into NATO. Stolberg says that NATO wants to have 300,000 troops at high readiness. We need to invest. More in defense, our latest estimates showed that defense expenditure by European allies and Canada will increase by 8.2% in 2.23. This is the biggest increase in decades. The head of NATO also said that 11 allies reached or exceeded the 2% benchmark and the alliance expected expects this number will substantially rise next year. Today, allies made an enduring commitment to invest at least 2% of gross domestic product annually in defense. You remember it took President Trump to go over there and kick a few butts 
wake him up, sat at the table, looked at him right in the eye and said, you haven't been paying your fair share. You haven't been paying jack squat. As a matter of fact, Germany, the highest grossing income earning European country, wasn't even paying 1% to belong to NATO. He confronted them. And by golly, before the end of that was over, they started ponying up the money they were supposed to. Why should we continue to, to be the police and, and spend all our money to supply NATO with the money that Europe is supposed to? Europe has always been a bunch of wussy cop-outs. Okay, that's just our opinion. Ukraine membership changed from two-step to one-step process. Stellenberg continues reaffirming previous remarks that Ukraine will become a member of NATO when allies agree and conditions are met. He also announces that Ukraine's membership pathway will be changed from a, a two-step process to a one-step process. Yeah. This is a strong package for Ukraine and a clear path toward its membership. New Ukraine NATO Council announced. We are now hearing from NATO General. And here we go. NATO's only security guarantee that it works, Estonia. This, uh, this lady here, I guess she's the Estonian leader. While we wait for the press conference with Jan Stolenberg, Let's look at an interview between our Europe editor, Katya Adler, and Estonia's prime minister. She's rather nice looking. Kajas Kalas said NATO membership is the only security guarantee that really works when asked about Ukraine potentially joining the alliance. She said, so we have to agree on a clear pathway to membership. What conditions have to be met so that when the opportunity window opens, we are ready. Speaking on the lack of support from allies, from some allies for Ukraine joining, she said, it was important to understand their worries, but we are very close to compromise. All that political talk means. When they pay us enough under the table, we'll do it. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. That will give a clear signal Ukraine's future is in NATO. You know, if you, Ukraine gets in NATO, that changes the whole ballgame. That does. That obligates. That means either Putin's going to step up and ramp up his war machine in his efforts and have a hissy fit and take it out on other smaller countries and his own leadership. He's going to have a cow. Let him. He's a paper tiger. All he's got is a bunch of nukes sitting underground rusting. 
I think if he launched one, it would probably go circles and come right back down into Moscow. Well, that'd be funny. NATO head to give updates shortly. We're expecting to hear from the head of NATO. Now, Germany to give Ukraine more tanks and artillery. Isn't that sweet of Germany? They're always up front, aren't they? Ukraine is top of the agenda at the NATO summit, and Germany has just pledged another 700 in military aid. Well, this, I guess that's euros. I'm my bad. I can't read, but dollars and cents. It's probably euros. In military aid to the country. Arriving at the NATO summit, German Defense Minister Boris Pistorius said the new package would include two Patriot missile systems, system launches, 25 Leopard A, 1A5 tanks, 40 Martyr Infantry fighting vehicles, 20,000 artillery rounds, as well as 50,000 rounds of smoke and 5,000 The story said these deliveries served to finish During the first few months of Russia's full-scale invasion, weaponry to Kiev, fearing this would lead to a direct conflict with a nuclear-armed Russia. Why is everybody so afraid of Russia? I've never understood it. They haven't launched a nuclear bomb since they've taken over, since World War II. We have. <laughs> We're the only country that's bombed other countries with nuclear weapons far as I remember. So, this, they thought if they gave tanks to Ukraine, Putin would start using nuclear weapons. Now, whose logic, who's the coward over there that said that? doesn't know his history, doesn't understand Putin. And when that happened, it's too bad President Trump wasn't in office. Nothing would have happened. Putin wouldn't have made a move. Why? Because he knows Trump is real and Putin isn't. He's a paper tiger. But Berlin later dramatically changed his stance, becoming Ukraine's second biggest arms supplier after who? The U.S. And we're not even over in that neighborhood. What's our skin in the game? That's what they ought to ask. What, uh, what skin do we have in this game? We're not afraid of Russia throwing nuclear weapons. They talk about it, but... Now, the whole package made Turkey change its mind. 
Turkey evidently had the same opposition. Just before the summit started, Turkey dropped its opposition to Sweden's bid to join NATO. Well, Sweden in there. Yerdy, yerdy. Paving the way for the Nordic country to become the 32nd member of the military alliance. Now, the Swedish Prime Minister, Ulf Gersterson, has told the BBC they have convinced Turkey that they are committed to fighting terrorism in cooperation with the country for a long term. When asked what made Turkey change its mind, he said, the whole package. Speaking to Razia, NewsHour, World Service, Kirstershin said, we are not doing this simply because we want to become a NATO members, but also because we want to stick to it after becoming members. So this is a very long-term commitment. Okay, I'm going to hit this thing here. It says, latest post. Membership processes don't have timelines, NATO head says. That was just posted. Stolenberg is again asked about Zelensky's tweet, saying it's absurd to prolong this, and he's dancing around the answers. If you look at all the membership processes, they are not based on timelines. They are conditions-based, as it always has been. Allies have agreed. Yes, there's some, there's some new posts here we'll get to when we get back. Sorry for the late delay, but we'll continue. A little Kirsty Capshaw. Now 
knowledge of body, soul, and spirit, and unlimited music 24-7. Be sure and visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com There you can journey through the mystical voyage and also view our schedule of programming. Thank you for listening.
Well, not much going on in the way of uh, other news. I'll sum it, summarize it. What can Ukraine realistically hope for this summit? This is by James Landale. He's a diplomatic correspondent in Vilnius. Anybody tell me where Vilnius is? I'll give you a chocolate candy bar. Uh, it won't get formal invitation to join NATO. That's his conclusion. That would plunge the alliance into open conflict with Russia. Oh, dear. As it is obliged to consider an attack on one member as an attack on all. So that's his summary. The United States has also made it clear it won't give Ukraine any timeline for membership. The U.S. and some other allies believe a promise of near-automatic membership after the war would give Russia a perverse incentive to drag out the fighting. Some allies also want Ukraine's NATO membership to be a part of post-war bargaining chip. So at the moment, NATO diplomats appear to be discussing language that would invite Ukraine to join when allies agree, when conditions are met. This rather broad and unspecific language as what appears to have sparked Zelensky's anger. So unless that wording changes over the next 24 hours, he is unlikely to be satisfied with separate promises of new security guarantees and long-term military support. The challenge of NATO is to decide what matters most, summit unity or strategic. So what's the point in going on with what all these other windbags say? Oh, there's President Buffoon Biden bouncing up and down the stairways. Well, you're in tune to Enlightenment Radio. We've made it this far. It still looks like we're being uh, surveilled. <laughs> no, we're on, we're recording this so we can put it on Spotify, turn it into uh, Ukraine language. Also, when it comes to how shall I say your personal feelings, attitude. You homelanders I'm talking to, you have your countrymen, men and women. This effect it's having on you, they're not talking about it much. I, I don't watch TV. Maybe somebody's covering it. I don't see it. I think they're trying to avoid the whole thing over here. United States, let's put it this way, we are what's called war fatigued. We got stuck by George Bush, Clinton, who was the other guy, Obama. They just, they just stuck us with a bunch of body bags, bringing home guys without limbs and arms. It was too long, too much, and it wasn't worth it anything. It's a waste of lives, waste of time, waste of money. 
politicians, people around the world, we are in the hands of fools. And those men, those leadership did more harm to our country to lead us and drag us through what I think was the worst period in our history outside of Vietnam, and that was both ugly. So we're war fatigued, and you can't blame us for not wanting to just jump in and send 500 troops over there and stop the war. That's just, I'm giving you America's attitude. We're not into it. And we were into our own problems. Our leadership over here doesn't want to drill oil. They don't want us to have energy. They don't want us to have anything that is productive, prosperous, and was leading the world in every facet, energy, prosperity, business, all of that went down the toilet when President Buffoon took office. So we're here on our own, watching things transpire without much control over anything. This next election is a farce. I'll never go out and vote again. I'll never will. How does a man like Biden, who doesn't come out of the basement all year, can't get a hundred people, he can't even get 50 people to come to his rallies, which he had three or four of, and he couldn't get more than 100 or 200 to a social media attendance, how does he get 80 million votes? Yeah, so I'll never, uh, I, I've served my, I've given it my all. It's the next generation's duty to protest, take care of things. I'm done. I'm free. I'm going to be creative, spiritual, focus my life on helping people in their relationships, in their spiritual world, and in their enlightenment towards body, soul, and spirit. That's what we do at Enlightenment Radio. Our mothership is themysticalvoyage.com. You go there, you explore, navigate around, you'll find so many answers to living a life that's more than abundant, more than prosperous, a life that is love, joy, peace, transformation. The book, Christ in a Mystery, you won't believe it. It's a living book. Christ in a Mystery, a mystical approach to conscious enlightenment out of the scriptures. That is what the foundational principles of the mystical voyage are built around. We have an academy there. We have videos there, introduction videos, and that's our hub radio station there too. 
and our mission statement, a lot of graphics and art, and you can learn a lot there. So that's what we do. Uh, every Sunday night, we have what's called 10 o'clock here, the tea party. And it's 7.30 in the morning at that time in India. India, what is, the only country in the world that's a half an hour off everybody else. Who decided that one? Same one that decided to change Eastern time to, you know, what is it, daylight savings time? That's a brilliant call. We like to do that every year. So anyway, they, uh, I asked Ravi, I said, look, what would be the best time to start a radio program over there where people would be quiet and listen, not be disturbed? He said, oh, in the morning, about seven in the morning. I said, whoa, okay, it's probably right. So she just load up on coffee and we'll present, broadcast a show, a teaching. Every week we do a teaching. But he said, no, 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 we don't drink coffee. We drink tea. <laughs> tea, well, tea's never appealed to me. I, since I was a hippie in San Francisco, we drank a lot of tea, chamomile, you know, rose mead. Lots of tea. But he said, no, it's tea. So we call it the tea party, and they like it. They love the word. They love learning about Christ. They love learning about God, life, and how to understand and rightly divide the word. You Would you believe our last tea party was about the paranormal, about UFOs, and how they are a counterfeit to what is biblically sound. And you can take all of these alien UFO stories, legends, myths, put them all together, and they add up to one big hoax. And I explained it in my teaching that night, you could probably post it in a day or two, the, it's called Paranormal, my something, something paranormal tea party. So we're also starting a basic Bible 101 class there. They're looking forward to that. That'll be all audio. And we also have a music show every Saturday here, 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 to noon, all music, all fun, and of course in Bollywood, it's nighttime, they're dancing. I don't know what time it is in Kiev, haven't looked at that yet. I think it's eight hours difference, I'm not sure. Let me see, if I go to my atomic clock, and I look up the world. Kiev right now is 6.46. That'd make you guys about seven hours ahead of us. So if we were on at 10, then you would be around 5 o'clock in the afternoon. 
turn us on. You'll hear lots of great music. We plan on other programs, other podcasts, a lot of things in the future. So let's play a little more music, something deep and heavy. Be right back.
Let's lighten it up a little bit. Once upon a time, back in the day, there was a man who said, tune in, drop out, and one other thing, basically expand your mind, expand your consciousness. Name is Timothy Leary. The Moody Blues wrote a nice song about him. Great flute. Is it going to play? What's going on? Oh, I know. I'll back it up and start over. I always catch these problems.
Well, that's the legend, the man. His uh, buddy, Richard Alpert, they were both Harvard professors. And they both dropped LSD frequently back in the late 50s, early 60s. Started a movement, Timothy Leary did. You know, they didn't take it to get drunk, stoned, or out of it back then. They did it to alter your consciousness, different states of mind. But uh, Richard Alpert went the eastern route, and he said, I'm going to find out what this is. And he went to a few gurus on top of a mountain, gave it to one of them, and he said, eh, it just gave me a headache. So Richard Albert stayed in the Eastern mind and religion, came up with his own following called Baba Ramdas. Baba Ramdas, I think he was alive up until a few, just a few years ago. But he had quite a following. I read his books. I've read them all. They don't come close to the scriptures. That's why I ended up in the scriptures. So, in light of people's search, search for truth, your search for seeking answers that give you purpose and significance in life, that's what most people are seeking when they are looking for answers to their purpose in life, reason. Now, when you're younger, I never thought of that. I understand. But it has to come closer to the heart now that you're in a war-torn country. I would think that the closer you come to loss of life, loss of loved ones, you start to wonder. You start to wonder why? Why does this have to happen? And you start to wonder, well, what is the purpose of all this? Why am I in this situation I'm in, why does it happen to happen to me and my family? We're good people. We're loving people. What's God thinking? Where is he during this time? These are questions I asked him. I happen to know that we live in a corrupt our dark and evil world that God did not create, it became that way. How it became that way, I'm about ready to write, probably little writing, as my writing skills <laughs> have gone down, but it'll be an audio version of the science of Genesis, our origins, how we got this way, why is it that 
man has turned to such darkness. But don't doubt me. We are a movement of light. We are the children of light. And the light, if you read the book, we win in the end. You got to look at the big picture. Keep your eye on the prize, the reward, the big picture. So when you come to asking your purpose, your significance in a war-torn country, you have to know that there are other people going through the same thing and I would suggest you get together and help one another in that effort to, what, build up their living quarters, their food supply, their, ne their uh, next day of happiness, go walk in a park. You know, I see a lot of beautiful pictures from friends in a club I belong to. They're by the ocean. They seem to be enjoying themselves. And I have found that the one friendships that I have developed, they, they don't talk about their struggles. They seem to push them aside and live life one day at a time in the beauty that God has left them, in the trees, in the forest, the paths, the buildings, the architecture and have ignored the big bad bullies. And it seems to have worked. I find the most, I know those women that are the most courteous, kind, considerate, loving, complimentary. They just seem to find a different point of view toward life and toward men, they have a king-queen relationship. I kind of rather enjoy that. So here's a question. The question is why? Why do the good ones have to go? Enigma asked this question a few albums ago, and I found it very provocative song, so we're going to go ahead and play <laughs>
Just asking.